You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You were born with it. It's always been there. It's been the basis of many, many friendships and connection with people who just know and think like you do. It's made life fun. Welcome home to the winning edge. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. It's level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morency. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. It's Sunday, bloody Sunday. Dave Sharapan's going to step up and in. Mr. Pittsburgh Steeler. See uh, how he feels after tonight's uh, football game. Now, listen. Good teams win, great teams cover, right? And uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers get the cover. We get the cover. I lose with the uh, the under. I don't like betting unders. I don't win when I bet a lot of unders. But we rode the wave that the Pittsburgh Steelers games always go under on the road. This game just turned into a track meet. There were big plays. There were blocked punts, like on a five-yard line. And it just turned into one of those games uh, tonight. But we'll take the, uh, we'll take the cover. Um... It was an up-and-down day. We murdered the props today in the National Football League. Like, we, you know, it's one of those deals today, actually. I'm going to have to, like, I want to go through my account and make sure I got paid for everything because, you know, we're always convinced that we should have won more. (laughs) But I really am today. I'm like, come on. I'm like, guy, I I just went, like, 8-1 and with these touchdown props or 9-2 and or something. Like, where's the money at? But I kept rolling it over, and there were losses along the way. Uh, there were there were losses. Uh, Toronto Raptors were a loss along the way. The Vancouver Canucks was a loss along the way. The under, and and the Pittsburgh game, uh, was, was a loss uh, along the way. There were wins. Uh, we did well with the in game uh, today, but man, wild wild stuff uh, once again. And you know we've got a crowded week of football this week, and that's good stuff, isn't it? Uh, we got Monday night football, New York Giants and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We got Tuesday football with the Buffalo Bulls and Ball State Cardinal. Western Michigan and Northern Illinois on Tuesday. Uh, then it skips to Thursday. Fresno State and San Jose State. Uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. College football. Like the NFL is not the only stuff going on. The Egg Bowl on Thursday night. I don't know what the deal is with injuries and stuff like that, so I don't want to comment too much on it, but I find it interesting. The game's basically a pick right now, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Mississippi is a much better football team than Mississippi State are. Uh, and then, of course, we've got the big-time game. So we'll get into it. We'll throw the point spreads at Dave Sharapan, actually, since he's the odds maker. We'll throw the point spreads at him for all the big games. And there are some big ones this week. Obviously, Michigan and Ohio State is as big as it gets. Right, I mean, they're both they, they both have the same record. The winner is going to go to the Big Ten championship game. Uh, the winner is going to be ranked you know, in in the playoffs. 
This is as big as it gets. Ohio State are seven and a half point favorites right now. The total is 64 and a half. Georgia uh, gets uh, gets Georgia Tech this week. They're done with SEC play until the conference championship game, uh, but they have uh, they have their rivalry game against uh, Georgia Tech in Atlanta. You know, I try to sell that all oh, this is dangerous and they better be on upset alert and stuff, but no, they're going to murder them, and that's why they're 34 and a half point favorites. Um, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State are a very trendy team right now. All right. People are really buying in and talking about Oklahoma State potentially going to the college football playoffs. The college football playoff scene is a whacked out one. It's a wild one. And I would assume that on Tuesday it's going to be Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, and Cincinnati with Michigan 5. It's level two. This is Bullridge. I am Renzi. Let's do this thing. Gabe Sherpan's going to step up and it's straight for the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. The odds maker will throw the college football odds at him and ask him what he thinks about the opening numbers. We'll talk Thanksgiving uh, football. The Chargers uh, beat the Pittsburgh Steelers tonight, but the Pittsburgh Steelers do uh, get the cover. Uh, FanDuel has updated the division odds, and there's some interesting ones uh, right now. We told you guys last week, and I'm not calling anybody out, but I do remember... I do, I do remember, I believe it was Paul Bovey, that was on TV, I think, in which I told him I like Baltimore to win a division, and he was adamant, and uh, he scoffed at it. Well, they found a way of winning today, even without uh, Lamar, and we also got in on Kansas City to win a division. So it was a big win for the Chargers. They're still, uh, they're still right there. Uh, but as far as the divisions are concerned right now, things are getting crazy. Uh, the Buffalo Bills... All right, we were talking about the Buffalo Bills being Super Bowl favorites, and they shouldn't be. And the number has been adjusted a little bit. But as far as the division is concerned, I think you could actually make an argument that you could bet the Buffalo Bills again. The Bills are minus 165 to win the division right now. The New England Patriots are plus 120. And these two teams will play each other twice in, like, the next five games. Uh, Buffalo play in New Orleans on Thursday night. The New England Patriots host Tennessee on Sunday, and then they uh, they play on Monday night. All right, they're playing in Buffalo on uh, Monday night football. Buffalo's schedule is not an easy one, though. They're, Buffalo have some big time games coming up against big time teams, including the New Orleans Saints. But the Saints are pretty beat up. But pretty interesting stuff right now. I mean, the Bills were massive favorites to win this division. And they were so big, in fact, they let me cash out at pretty much full profit. And I didn't cash out like in desperation, but I bet a $500 bet and a $300 bet on, on the Bills to win a division. And the $500 paid like $834 or something like that, $842 or $834. And they were offering us like $817. And I'm thinking, just out of principle, I might as well. I don't want them to hold on to all this money and I'm going to wait. And I actually thought in the back of my mind, and if they collapse, I don't have to worry about it. So I've already been paid for the Bills to win the division. I'm thinking about rolling it over again and doing it again, though. I'm not ready to give up on the Bills. I think the Bills can still win this division. But they need to beat the Saints on Thursday. The late-night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Whoa, yeah, let's roll. Sunday, bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Marinci, Sirius XM Channel 159, Sports Grid Radio Networks, the mightier 1090 Sports Byline Sports Map on Forces Radio Networks. We're rocking and rolling. Dave Sharapan steps up and joins us. It's great that he does, following his Pittsburgh Steelers losing to the Chargers. But as they say, in your great town of Las Vegas, Nevada, Good teams win, great teams cover, and the Pittsburgh Steelers did get the cover, which is more than uh, my Buffalo Bills can say. How you doing, Dave? Man, Gabe, I'm good. What a crazy day in the NFL, and that game just topped off the night. I don't know how they covered. I really don't. Like, that fourth <laughs> quarter was incredible. But the game 41 finished, points, Dave, were scored ridiculous. in the fourth. It's, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's 80 uh, 88 points scored in a the game. There was 20 penalties, and somehow the game falls four after opening three and closing six. I mean, the NFL, you just never know. Yeah, no, it was wild at the end. I like the under of this game. The Steelers have been dominant, uh, dominant um, to the under on the road. Uh, 78, not 88. Oh, you got me confused here for a second. Yeah, 4137. Yeah, yeah, 4137. I can't yeah, even add it up. Yeah, yeah it was I mean, a lot of points. It got, it got out of control. <laughs> but you know, you know what, though, Dave? It was one of those deals that, I don't know, I think it was 27-13 at one point when, it, when they were down by 14. I never really panicked. I had the Steelers plus the points, and I actually just said to myself, it'll happen. Whatever, I don't know how. Like you said, and I almost thought the same thing, like, wow, it's actually happening. Right? It was the block punt, and oh. it started to happen. But the Chargers have only had two blowout games. Right. Um, they got blown out once by Baltimore. They beat the Raiders uh, by, like, 14, and they blew someone else out. So, like, essentially in their entire season, Dave, like, all of their games except for three have been like this, like four-point game, three-point games type thing. And this has always been their MO over the years. It's unbelievable where, I don't know, you just don't feel like you are out of it, but you don't know. When you're up with them, it's very nerve-wracking, right? You're like, oh, boy, this team's they're not going to do anything. Yeah, it was a 34-6 to game against Baltimore, and then the only other one was when they beat the Raiders 28-14. to Everything else is a single-score game. Every single game. So... Chargers are going to charge her. Um, they charge it again. Uh, the block punt turned the whole game, and then, you know, a pick off a tip. And then, I mean, Herbert ran for almost 100 yards. 
And they, yeah, you know what? That's just I played the prop, and we gave it on in-game live. Uh, we were doing the show tonight. And um, you know what the prop was? Ten and a half at FanDuel. And it was eight and a half at other spots for Justin Herbert rushing tonight. Wow. Yeah. Ten and and I looked. Yards? Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's wild. Yeah, and I, I looked at it, and I said, wow. Like, if you actually look, though, Dave, it was the same thing. He'd only not gone over that number, I think, three times. Once in the wow. first game of the year, it was four and five to the over. He usually rushes for about 22 to 26 yards type thing. Thing is, he's a big kid. He's young. You know what? He's sort of like, he's a lot like Josh Allen, except he's playing better than Josh Allen, right? Right. But like, you know, Herbert is big and he has the ability to take it off. And yeah, that was the prop for him tonight, Dave. Uh, incredible. At 10 and a half, he shattered it. Shattered it. Oh, man. They don't come along that often, those ones where you get them over that quick and it's easy and it's relaxing. In a game like that, that's good to find one of those so you could kind of just rest a little bit, uh, you know, knowing you got one in your pocket already. But, man, I mean, <laughs> like the, the games, we've talked about this, you know, we talk about this on the show. I mean, you're never really out of it in the NFL anymore with the flags and then the penalties and the interference and then boom, it's a touchdown. And then you get a stop, which the Steelers' defense obviously was undermanned today. No Mika, no TJ Watt. Um, Gaiden's out, yeah. Uh, yeah. A million I mean, guys just, out. Oh, it was, and they, they clearly weren't getting off the field. Um, you know, the Chargers had a couple drives and were just gashing them between Eckler and Herbert, just running the ball, and then boom, another first down. So, yeah, it's good to cash one of those, Gabe. That's good. Now the Steelers get the Bengals. I don't see a number yet anywhere. Uh, Steelers-Bengals this week, and the Bengals coming off of a big uh, a big win. As it is now, Dave, the Pittsburgh Steelers are um, half a game out of the playoffs. Yeah. Behind behind the Buffalo Bills, so you know that that tie, that tie is really going to come like could be against them like as it goes on, right? Yeah, of course. Because they've got does. four losses and the Bills have four losses, so it's better than losing at the time. But as it is now, you know, yeah, the Bills are six and four is better than five, four and one. <laughs> Correct, and it will come down to that most likely. For that's crazy, Dave. Playoffs. Can you imagine if they missed the playoff because of that tie? The tie, yeah, yeah, to Detroit, <laughs> to Detroit, yes. Um, I mean, there's one opening number I see. Uh, the Westgate posted a four and a half, um, on Cincinnati against the Steelers. And I mean, since he's leading the division now, are they not? I mean, they're it's no, Baltimore, one uh, Baltimore, seven and three, Baltimore. Okay, so since he gonna make the playoffs, like would you bet since to make the playoffs right since now? Since he's the five seed, they're one game back of Baltimore. So Baltimore seven and three, since he's six and four. Oh, I can't believe it. Well, they're the five seed. I um, goodness gracious! I mean, no. the AFC is a mess. No, I right? don't. I don't. I think the Bengals will will we'll slip fade, up right? along the way. Yeah. And I don't know if they'll slip up so much as I kind of believe in the other teams. Like, put it this way. I believe more in the six and five Indianapolis Colts now than I do the six and four Bengals. Correct, right? Yeah, yeah. Like even though they're the nine seed right now, mm. um, they're hot, right? They're just hot, and and you know you have Jonathan Taylor running the ball uh, the way that it is. If you can run the ball like that, you can beat anybody. Tennessee are fortunate; they racked up a bunch of wins early here. 
And we'll find out about Tennessee and how they bounce back after the loss, Dave, because they get uh, they get New England this week. Yeah, that's going to be a tough game. I mean, is there a team that looks better than New England in the AFC? I mean, I'd argue that New England and Kansas City look like the two best teams right now. Buys coming at a perfect time for Kansas City despite winning four in a row. Um, you know, getting a break now. Arizona and Kansas City have a bye this week when you have, you know, six teams on a short week for having to play a Thanksgiving Day game. And then you get the Sunday game. They're all off. They're both off. That's a big, that's a nice break for those two teams. And I don't know, Gabe, you're right. Like, I don't, a Tennessee, you feel like they, they have a cushion because the Colts are so far back and they beat them head to head and everything. But like, they have to keep winning games. They can't just, how do you lose to Houston today? I mean, they weren't even, they were never in the game. They just, just, I saw those, it coming. I didn't money line it. I we talked about it all week, and then I got cold feet. I got cold feet leading into it. Thing with the Patriots is though, like the Titans have been really good, but I brought it up and I said the same thing about the Packers. Are these teams peaking too early, Dave? Right? Like you know, you go on these like incredible runs, but I'd rather be hotter in December and January than in October and November. And and I, I wonder about that. And you know, Baltimore. Baltimore are good, and I think they're going to win a division. I bet on the win a division, but they're flaky enough to lose to anybody. So I don't think they're going to run the table in the playoffs. And then you get, like, the Chiefs, as you stated, who even though their offense isn't clicking, they're winning football games. The Bills are, like, up and down, and you never know what you're going to get from the Buffalo Bills. The Patriots are sexy and they're not flashy, but they might be the most consistent and kind of reliable team right now out of all these teams. Well, they look really good defensively, and that's where I'm trying to gauge. The defense travels in the playoffs, right? The defense is what wins those games in January, and the Patriots' defense looks like the best defense in the AFC right now. Well, we're going to find out for playing the Bills twice and over the next five games. We'll go over the schedule. We'll throw some uh, odds at Dave on the other side, the opening college football numbers. We'll see uh, if he thinks they're good numbers or not. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Speak up, George. I can't hear you. You tell that son of a bitch no Yankee is ever coming to Houston. Not as long as you bastards are running things. Yet, they're six and four, so it's kind of skewed because they rack up these stats against bad teams, and they don't look like the second-best offense in the National Football League to me at 31 points a game. Uh, and they were Super Bowl favorites, and I didn't really get it. I was like, I don't get it. And I don't understand why Josh Allen is actually the, the MVP favorite. Well, they've adjusted right now. These are the updated numbers, guys. The Buccaneers are the Super Bowl faves at six to one. The Chiefs are now seven to one. The demise of the Chiefs was premature. Uh, the Rams are plus 850. Arizona's plus 850. The Buffalo Bills are now 9-1, to one, and I think that's a fair number than the plus 500 they were all week. So the Bills have settled in at 9-1 to one right now. The Cowboys can't beat good teams. They're 10-1. to one. Packers 10-1. to one. Ravens 12-1. to one. Titans 15-1. to one. Patriots, Dave, are now 16-1. Um, to one. Chargers 20 to 1, Colts 40 to 1, Bengals 40 to 1, Browns 40 to 1, Vikings 60 to 1. What do you think about these Super Bowl odds? Any of these odds catch your eye here? Well, I mean, <clears throat> with Arizona being the number one seed, them at plus 850, um, seems to be a pretty good price. The, making the Chiefs the favorite in the AFC was only a matter of time. I mean, there was just a. Whether Buffalo won today or lost today, they were going to be a lot closer. Uh, Buffalo losing, you have to make them the second choice, maybe even the third choice. It's noticeable to me that five of the top teams are AFC te- or NFC teams. Only two are AFC teams. Um, until you that's swung down the list. Because yeah. before it was AFC, right? Exactly. Before it was, yes. they were, yeah, like the, yep. the Rave, the Bills, like you said, like yep. it's sort of swung right now. I'm going yeah. to agree with you. If you look at Arizona, they're proving, Dave, that they're a good football team, like, right? That it's not just like Kyler Murray. Correct. You know, like, and it's not just DeAndre Hopkins, et cetera. Like, they're winning different ways. Their defense plays well. Guys are out on defense as well, and they're still one. Mm-hmm. Look, with all these injuries, they've gone two and one in this mix, and teams are losing around them. I mean, they've been one of the most consistent teams in the NFL, the Cardinals. No, no question. Um, what I'm seeing also is that that like really far out tier, like we just got to get in the playoffs and then have some serious kind of hedge opportunities or, or just live tickets. Th- that tier where it starts with Vikings, Niners, yep. Eagles, one of those three teams is making it, I think. Um, well, the Niners are 60 to 1. They, they, it's hard not to say there's a little value there, huh? Right. That's what I mean. And, and, and the way the Eagles are playing, man, like could they get in and – and win a game and really get you one step closer to having a. I don't think they could go. I don't. Yeah, I know you get the hedge, but I don't know how far they could go. I think San Francisco, if they got in the playoffs, really could beat anybody because of that defense. Yep. 
Yeah, they, yeah, and they have the pedigree, right? They've been there, they've done it. But you know, this what's the theme though, Dave? We all get excited about these teams after a couple of weeks, and then they lose a game. It's like, oh, man, yeah. and they're right back in the pit again. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you see it today with Tennessee. Like Tennessee was single digits. I think they were nine to one or ten to one before today, and, and they lose to Houston. So you jump them up and try to grab some some future money on them. Like from the book perspective, you got to get the bets on them now. They fell to sixteen to one. Yeah, and, and and they go to New England and they're dogs. So you know, if you play it out like, well, they're going to lose again. You got to jump it up now because they may be twenty to one next week if they lose. So yeah, it's not. It's playing with the future odds is fun, and, and like you know, we've talked about it too on the show. You're doing a lot of good things with getting those futures. I mean, cashing out that Buffalo future on the division. Looks like a pretty good move right now. You got those sweats. It's amazing, isn't money. it? Yeah, it was a great move. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks ago, you'd have been like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, just give me the money. No, but I didn't. I didn't do anything. I yeah. didn't do it out of desperation. Like, I didn't right. do it out of like, oh, I need the money. I was I was just looking. I was, you know, you look through everything all the time. I was looking. And I just said to myself, I'm like, well, I'm getting 817 as opposed to 842. And it's like that? November. When Why would I wait till January 6th for $24 or whatever the hell it was, Dave? You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, that's just dumb. I was like, yeah, I'm losing 24 bucks. And I was at a $300 play and I had the same thing. So I lost like $48 or something in the overall amount. And now suddenly I was bringing it up. So now they're minus 165 and I could buy back. I could beat them twice with this. I could take the Bills again now to win a division because they play the Patriots twice. I mean, this thing is going to fall into place here right. if I think they're going to win, and I think they can. I don't think the Bills are done. They're going to have to get it together. I do think they'll win on Thursday against the Saints, though. Well, you better bet it before Thursday because the odds are going to yes. change. You know, it's going exactly. to be $2. So if you're thinking about it, you better do it before Thursday if you think they're going to win. If you think they're going to lose, then you wait. But I agree with you. They're winning that game. They're not going to New Orleans and losing. There's just no – there's no – this is this is a dare I say like a back against the wall type you know late season game that they have to have on the road. Um, they're going to find a way to win a game, and New Orleans is beat up, um, I, and maybe they get that help back on the you know on the offensive line. But man, um, Buffalo's winning that game. I, I just I'm, I'm surprised the number's only four. I expect it to go up actually. Um, but we'll see about Camara, right? That's the big right, thing. That's the whole thing. That's if, whether he plays or if he if he don't play, this thing's closing six, six and a half, no doubt. I made three moves, Dave, last week with futures, and all of them were were smart moves as of now. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but I feel good. I feel smart about them now. Uh, I took Mac Jones plus one thirty to be uh, rookie nice. of the year. Yeah. Then they won again, right? And now they're in first place. You know the hype and how the hell if they're like if they make the playoffs, you're not going to give it to them. And Jamar Chase, I know what Jamar did have a touchdown today, so Chase is going to be in the mix. I took the Chiefs to win that division at plus 100, and I took the Baltimore Ravens to win a division at minus 130. And they both won today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. And they both won, so they're both going to be worse numbers after. And then Mac Jones, I you know they haven't reset it yet. They've reset the MVPs though. Tom Brady's now the favorite at three to one. And I don't really see that. Like the media doesn't want to vote for him. He already wins everything all the time, anyways. And he's had a lot of bad games. Uh Josh Allen's the second choice of five to one. My guy was Dak Prescott at seven to one. Before the year started, I said Kyler Murray 
and Josh Allen. Josh Allen was 13 to 1, Kyler Murray was 24 to 1, but Kyler Murray's taking himself out of it by not playing enough now. Correct. Right? So he's falling to 10 to 1, missing the three games. Mahomes is up to 10 to 1 right now. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers yeah. is 9 to 1. Stafford ain't winning at 9 to 1. Justin Herbert, 10 to 1. Interesting MVP race Man. right now. Mahomes not out of this thing. But well, he, yeah, the stats weren't there today, though, right? So if you yeah. had big stats today, that would have helped. Would have. I want to ask you about the game. You know the game. Yeah, so I was going to ask you. So what do you think of the number seven and a half? Like, Dave, I saw, I guess it was the win, and they posted four and a half last week. And I thought it was light. I said, wow, that's yeah. light. I'm, you know what I mean? And Yeah, and here it is. FanDuel has seven and a half, 64 and a half. What do you think of the number? I'm surprised it's on the other side of seven, um, to be perfectly honest, based on it being in Michigan. But then when you look a little deeper, Michigan can't really – I can't remember the last time they beat them and the last time um, that Ohio State didn't win by double digits. So I guess the number being over seven and a half is justified. But, man, I'm hyped for the game. Like, I cannot wait for all of the stories, all of the rivalry things – like, you got both teams playing as good as they have been playing all season. Yeah, how about both of them putting up, like, the same scores almost the week number. before? Like, oh, that's sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, see, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we won 59-14. Yeah, we won 59-7. Like, it was one of those, like, both guys, like, people talked about letdowns and stuff like that. No. They both put the metal pedal to the metal, man. Leave and I love out. It was great. Ryan Day didn't even lie about it. Most coaches would lie. Ryan Day asked, they said, um, they said, when did you start thinking about the Michigan game? And he said, uh, I probably shouldn't tell you this, but he goes, I was thinking about it during the game. Yeah. Rare for a head coach to admit. Yeah. Rare for a head coach to admit that, huh? He but said, I'm honest. not going to lie. He said I was game planning in my mind already. <laughs> That's it. Honesty, man. I, I love yeah. it. Because and then he said it's Michigan. Game. He said it's right. Michigan. I was already game planning. Right? Like, yeah. It was 49 to nothing at halftime. What was he supposed to think about? Put, yeah, right, he's on the sideline thinking about everything about Michigan. You're right. Yeah, he wasn't even paying. He was probably just like not even noticing what was in front of him right, right. now. Just don't like, get just, nobody yeah. hurt. Let's go. I got to start thinking about how am I going to stop that run? Um, you know, because Michigan's running the ball as good as anybody in the country. That Ohio State offense, though, Gabe, like I'm yeah. you about that. They can score anywhere. And it looked like C.J. Stroud won the Heisman. Did he win the Heisman on Saturday? Uh, people think so. He went to minus 220 right now. But Bryce Young had a big game, too. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't count him out. It's still up in the air. It's like everything in the NFL, college football, it's up in the air. Well, I yeah. can't believe we're out of time already, Dave. We got uh, Ian Cameron joining us, but we appreciate it. We'll talk more about these numbers tomorrow. Uh, we'll get into the Bedlam game, the Iron Bowl. Oh, can't wait. Uh, I tell you what, like the Beavers are a smoking team. Jonathan Smith Ooh. did a great job with this program, man. They're getting seven and a half, and the Ducks could be a little worn out right now and sad now. Kind of a flat, could be a bad spot for them. We'll see you tomorrow night, Dave. Thanks for stepping up and in. You got it, man. Good night. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Sunday, buddy, Sunday. Continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Kate. 
Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed. The match will cross continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morensky, the Pencil Players, the Hostlers, the Ian Cameron, AK, the Babanos, and everybody else in between. Week 11 of the National Football League. More craziness, more madness, more chaos. We're not done. We've got Monday Night Football. We've got Thanksgiving uh, Football. Week 12, just a couple of days away. Ian Cameron, what's up, Babano? Yeah, Gabe, great to be with you. It was another wild Sunday uh, in NFL action. Of course, with Thanksgiving approaching, Thanksgiving every year in the NFL means, guess what? It's time to heat up. It's time to start playing your best football. And we're going to see which teams going into December can play their best football at the end of the regular season. Often those are the teams that are going to be going into the playoffs with a lot of momentum. All six teams that play on Thanksgiving are coming off of losses. Chicago Bears lost. Detroit Lions lost. Las Vegas Raiders lost. Dallas Cowboys lost. Buffalo Bills lost. And the New Orleans Saints uh, lost. Um, Out of all those losses... Really, you'd have to say, really, the Buffalo Bills was the worst one. You know what I mean? Like the Chicago Bears, all right, the Bears lost to a backup quarterback, but the Ravens are still a good football team. Um, The Raiders lost to the Bengals, but the game was basically a pick and you know, a lot of people thought the Bengals were going to win that game. The Cowboys were on the road against a very good Kansas City Chief uh, football team. Uh, The New Orleans Saints have a million injuries. We're on the road in Philadelphia. Out of all the teams that are playing on Thanksgiving, the Buffalo Bills clearly had the worst loss of the day. Again, uh, and I'm not going to say the worst loss of the league because, you know, look, Tennessee lost to Houston today as double-digit favorites. But once again, another bad loss uh, by the Buffalo Bills, and they're one one of the six teams. So everybody lost, guys, and the Bills are four-point favorites on Thursday night in New Orleans. Yeah, that was an alarming loss for the Bills today. It was just, you know, the Jacksonville loss was shocking and bad because you're losing to a bad football team. This was just as bad, though, even though it was a better football team because there was not one phase of the game where the Bills could say, okay, you know what, we played kind of all right today. The offense was abysmal. The O-line was not good. The running game wasn't good. Allen was throwing interceptions, forcing the ball. The defense could not stop the run at all today. I cannot believe how bad the Bills' run defense was against Jonathan Taylor, who, look, is having a great season for the Colts, no doubt, running the ball. He's been terrific, but the Bills could not stop the run, and it even filtered down into their special teams, Gabe. The special teams wasn't any good today either. Tyler Bass had an off day in terms of making field goals. So this was a three-phase colossal failure today for the Bills. All three phases of the game were terrible for them. I can't argue that, and uh, you're also leaving out the Bills also actually fumbled a kickoff. Uh, that gave the ball right back to the Colts. 
Um, so it, it was a disaster. It was a train wreck all around uh, for Buffalo. I'm sure the Bill players are actually happy that they're going to be playing on Thursday night. Um, you know, if if you if you have a bad game like that, I think players players would love to get back out there. I mean, they had to they had to sit and um, and eat that loss to Jacksonville. And, you know, going into the bye week. And then they were kind of sloppy, though, right? When we saw against the Dolphins after. This has been a pattern with the Buffalo Bills in which when they play good football teams. And Indianapolis are, are a better team than their record says they are, right? They're starting to get into a groove right now. They had a lot of injuries to start the season. And they're a good football team. Jonathan Taylor is one of the best backs in the National Football League. But you can't be giving up 185 yards. You can't let a guy go into your home stadium and rack up five touchdowns on you. Like, not not if you're, like, a legitimate contender. And after all of this, the Buffalo Bills are a wild-card team right now. The New England Patriots are in first place. Just like that. So, like, you are what your record says you are, and the standings are what they say hey, they are. And Indianapolis is a hot football team right now. You give the ball to Jonathan Taylor, you can beat anybody, but – Another bad loss for the Bills. And, of course, the Bills, they're going to be in a tough spot. You know, we'll see how the health situation of New Orleans is by Thursday. But I'm not in a hurry. Even though the Bills have been a pretty good road team, I'm not in a hurry to be laying four points right now with the Buffalo Bills in this spot. It's just hard to trust this team. It is hard to trust them. But after what I saw from the Saints uh, against the Eagles, and we can talk about that, they lose that game 40-29. to Don't be fooled by the score. I mean, it was over. Uh, pretty much early in the game, the Saints got a bunch of meaningless, well, pretty much meaningless touchdowns and points in the fourth quarter when they were down 33-7 to at one time, make the score a little bit more closer than it really was. And look, this offense, we've talked about this, I think, before on Sunday nights. Without Alvin Kamara, it's a different offense. And now you've got Trevor Simeon at quarterback because Jameis Winston's out for the rest of the season. And this is just an offense you can you can stop this Saints team now. Uh, on on that on that side of the ball, they are just a mess. There, Mark Ingram's doing the best he can, you know, to be the lead back. But you know, his best days are pretty much behind him. He had eight, 88 rushing yards on 16 carries today. It's not exactly very good production from the running game. So they need Kamara back. They're receiving well, that's good core. from him. 16 for 88 is good, but battle for for him. Yeah. But you need more than 88 yards as a whole, right. like as a team. But 16 of 88, that's a solid number for a running back. It was Ingram's 88 yards, and then you got 16 from Simeon. Uh, and look, the receiving core is not all that. I mean, they, they've missed Michael Thomas all year. There's no question. Uh, Tyquan Smith, uh, Traquan Smith, you know, Marquez Callaway, they've done the best they can, uh, but it's still an offense that it's not a receiving core that scares you. I mean, this is an offense that, if in theory, if you're the Bills, you go into this game after a defensive, uh, just a terrible defensive game against the Colts, you should be able to, in theory, have a chance to bounce back here. Now, will they? That's the question, but... You know, you talk about the Bills, can we trust them? Will you or won't you trust them? You could say that about the Saints, too, going into that game Thursday night. I think it's difficult to trust them at the moment as well. Josh Allen um, Josh Allen is just not playing great football right now in which he turns the ball over. There are just unforced errors, sort of, you know, forced there. You know, he doesn't have to do it, but he ends up doing it uh, anyways. The, you know, the Bills offense is a mess right now. But the Bills have been good at bouncing back after these bad losses. Unfortunately for them, the bad losses are starting to accumulate uh, for them. And as I stated, they're no longer in uh, first place right now. The playoff picture is wild, man. It's wild in the National Football League, especially in the NFC. All right? Especially in the NFC, guys, where, you know, like coming into today, 
five and five, you were a playoff team. The Carolina Panthers were a playoff team. And, you know, Babano, I said it a couple of times throughout the week, and I ended up betting on them anyways. And this that's kind of where that's on me, that I was worried about Cam Newton being the starting quarterback this week, right, just to break the flow. I mean, he arrived on short notice last week, and it's one thing to run the ball in from the two-yard line and throw a little touchdown from the two-yard line as well like he did than just being in there for the whole game. I, I brought it up a couple of times. I said, you know, I would just start P.J. Walker again, except I would just implement more and more of Cam Newton as opposed to just sort of, no, take the reps with the ones all week and you're going to be the starting quarterback. Yet I just thought, you know what, they can get it done here, right? The Washington are without Sweat, without uh, Chase Young. Uh, Heineke seemingly only plays good against Tom Brady for whatever reason and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but you got Rivera going back there and that's just a classic example today of how wide open the NFC and especially in the middle of the pack there in the NFC on a week-to-week basis, the playoff picture changes at the back end of this thing. Yeah, it is. And even in the wild card, Washington with that win is not totally out of it yet. They've got a pulse now with the win against the Carolina Panthers today. And yeah, I had Carolina too. I was disappointed not at the I was disappointed in the Carolina defense. I really was because the Panthers defense really is what held them together through many weeks when Sam Darnold and the offense couldn't generate anything. Now for Cam Newton, there was some good, there was a little bit of bad, there was some stalled drives. He wasn't terrible in the game, but you could tell he wasn't at his absolute best. And look, we're talking about a Cam Newton that really has hasn't been a, an elite quarterback for a few years now. So you're going to have to deal with this. But he's still probably a better option than Darnold, P.J. Walker, or anybody else that Matt Rule can turn to right now. But I was disappointed, Morency, with the defense for Carolina. And we need to start talking about Taylor Heineke and what he's done now two weeks in a row. This is a guy that is confident. He's making good decisions with the football, big plays down the field in the passing game. And Tony uh, Gibson's running the ball extremely well. McLaurin's making big plays down the field in the passing game. This is a Washington offense now. That's two weeks in a row, Tampa and Carolina. They've looked very good, and Heineke's looked very good. He had a little bit of a swoon there for a few games. He's had back-to-back, not just good, really good performances, and he plays like that. There with And with the defense, too, without Chase Young, that pass rush ate up Carolina's offensive line. Carolina's offensive line struggled big time today, and credit to Washington. No Chase Young, no problem. The pass rush was still a big factor getting uh, pressure throughout the game. Ian Cameron uh, joining us on Sunday, Bloody Sunday edition of the Late Night Anger Management Class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci, SiriusXM Channel 159, the mightier 1090. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. Washington are now in 11th place in the NFC, and it sounds bad, 11, but as Babano just stated, they're back in this thing right now. Even though they have the injuries, they are back, as crazy as it sounds, at four and six. Uh, They're only a game back. As it is right now, the New Orleans Saints hold on to the final playoff spot at 5-5. Five and five. They get the Buffalo Bills this week. I do think the Bills will win that game uh, as well. And that's going to open up the door for the San Francisco 49ers who are left for dead, Babano. Seattle are done. Like, Seattle, you can't, yeah. they can't convince any. Seattle, you're done. Bye-bye. You're 3-7. and seven. It's over. I mean, uh, Seattle, you're done. You have the same record as the 3-7 and seven Chicago Bears do. Uh, as you mentioned, Washington have a pulse right now, only a game back. And a little bit more, though, Babano, because there's a bunch of teams and you got tiebreakers and, and all that type of stuff. Uh, but the San Francisco 49ers, they right now, Babano, are in eighth place. They are actually one game back of the New Orleans Saints, and they have more than a pulse. They've got a heartbeat, and uh, they've got a little swagger suddenly again, the Niners. 
They do. And you know what? I started thinking, you know what? Not only did that win save their season, not today, obviously. They were expected to beat Jacksonville. But the Monday night beat down of the Rams, you know, that's the game where I thought, you know what? The fact that after such a brutal loss to Arizona, Colt McCoy, uh, and, 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 and that was just such a bad loss for them. Although credit to Arizona and Colt McCoy, they won again uh, on Sunday against Seattle. But nevertheless, I thought bouncing back from that kind of loss and not just beating the Rams, but beating them down. Monday night, that's not just a win that saves your season. It gives really the entire group confidence that, hey, if yeah, we get hot, it, we go on a run. We start winning games. We can make a run. If they didn't play well today, that win didn't matter. And that right. was what was impressive about they it. They had to right? consolidate that that Monday yeah, night you have to build on it. And they did. They built on it, and they did. And now they set up, uh, they set themselves up for another massive football game here. Now that's the thing. Good news, bad news if you're the Niners. Good news is you're still in this thing. Bad news is you dug yourself a hole. You know, you've got to start winning football games, and you are. And now you get the uh, the Minnesota Vikings rolling into Santa Clara. San Francisco 49ers, minus two and a half, minus 132 on the money line, uh, total 48 and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if this hit three, actually. I think they'll be the Niners hype. The Niners are a popular team when things are going well, Babano. No doubt about that. And they finally won a home game. We talked about how Santa Clara had been a house of horrors for them. They finally rectified that with the Rams victory uh, on Monday night. So now they'll be looking to win two in a row at home. And Minnesota, uh, you give them credit, handed the Green Bay Packers a a, a defeat uh, on Sunday. And finally, Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins did impress me today, Morency, because I thought for sure it's one thing for you to put up the 23 points or whatever it was throughout the game, have a solid game. But then when Green Bay took the lead, I'm like, okay, here we go now. Kirk Cousins, game on the line, crunch time, put a drive together, move the team, get a touchdown. I haven't seen him do that enough in his career, but he did it today. He's having a really good year, Babano. We got to give him credit. Like he's 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 been strong. He right? did it like twice. He, yeah. yeah, he hasn't been like he, like it's not like oh they're not winning because of Kirk Cousins. Like, he hasn't been a weak link. He's played really good football uh, for them. And it's a big game for them, though. Can they build on what they did uh, today? Massive contest next week, man. Man, this NFL season's just crazy. Like I said, it's got a college football feel to it. The band will rejoin us on the other side. Late night anger, man. We'll continue to bring it. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Here, we'd like to get you caught up to date with all the updated uh, odds. And I'm going to put a play in here on my Michigan Wolverines. 
Michigan are 50 to 1 to win the national championship. I've been saying this all along, actually. Do I think they're going to win a national championship? No. But here we are right now. We keep getting closer and closer. And it's crazy to me that the number got bigger, not shorter, like for whatever reason. Like they keep winning, but the number got bigger. Like it's kind of bizarre for Michigan. So listen, this is a good way. If you think they're going to beat Ohio State, this is a good way of getting in on it, right? I got to tell you, though, there's no guarantee they would beat Wisconsin. That's the whole thing. Like, Wisconsin, it looks like Wisconsin's going to be in a Big Ten championship game. They could be there to ruin things. And I also think something that's not being discussed enough is uh, the Houston Cougars. The Houston Cougars could spoil Cincinnati. Houston could beat them. Like, you know what I mean? Houston will have a good team this year. And Houston will be ready for Cincinnati. There could be complete chaos in college football. There really could be. Like, if, if, if you're a fan of chaos, let me give you some chaotic uh, scenarios here. Uh, Georgia beats Alabama again. Alabama have two losses. Cincinnati lose to Houston. Just imagine the committee's like, all right, Cincinnati, you're in by default almost here, and now you guys are the fourth-ranked team, and then they lose to Houston, right? <laughs> they lose to Houston. Like, and listen, Georgia beating Alabama creates a big issue. Like, do you put Alabama in with two losses? I say no. And I know a lot of people think yes. I say no. Um, I wouldn't completely write off Oklahoma, uh, actually. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are going to play each other twice. If either of them win both games, they're going to have a big argument. And they're going to be right there. And they're all, they already are right there. So the updated numbers right now for the national championship, Georgia Bulldogs minus 125, Ohio State plus 300, Alabama plus 400, Oklahoma State Cowboys 40 to 1, Cincinnati 40 to 1, Sooners 50 to 1, Michigan 50 to 1. Thing is, unlike a lot of these other teams, Michigan control their own destiny. Beat Ohio State, beat Wisconsin, you're in the playoff. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 